Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. It is episode 201, and boy, the response that you all had to 200 has been so amazing. I have appreciated reading everything that you guys have said about episode 200. I'm glad that we got to explore uh, that side of my character for the first time. So I just want to say thank you for helping us get to where we are today. And I will welcome you directly into episode 201, Road to Joy. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 201. We're in the 200s. They said we wouldn't make it. Yeah, all those naysayers said, 200, that's too big a task for them. That's too big a task. <laughs> well, I, th- I think I remember hearing they might make 200, but there's no way they're breaking 200. Their livers won't <laughs> yeah. hold out past 200. It's impossible for them. Really what do they have to say now? I feel like this is how that works. What do they have to say now, Haley? <laughs> Nothing, because they're naysayers. Get out of here. All you have to say is nay, 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 all the way back to the barn. <laughs> well, 201's off to a great start. Yeah. You guys, you guys feeling it? You feeling good? Yeah, I guess. We got a lot of lights on it. us this time. There's a lot of lights on us. A lot of camera, a lot of action. This is our first remote recorded episode of the HLP. Woo! Let's go. Hi, Emily, from several states away. Hello. It feels almost like I'm at the table with everyone. Yeah, you know, your video stream is right where you used to sit, so. It's perfect. We're resistant to change here. (laughs) Keep it as similar as possible to the way it was before. By the way, just a solid warning, I do have a button where I can hit screenshot at any time and get pictures of you guys on the camera. Oh, that's great. That's disconcerting. I'm worried about it. Uh, you can't record video, right? It's just screenshots. Um. Well, I did turn that option off for now. Okay. Mm. For now. For now. That's oh, probably smart. Right. Didn't want to get a clip of what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no live clips. So, Emily, what are you drinking over there? I think you're our Patreon recipient. I am. So I have the Bee's Knees, which was another suggestion by Sir Newt. From the 1920s cocktail list. Oh boy. (laughs) The last one. The 1920s sure has gone on for quite some time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we've reached the end with this drink. It's gin, honey, and lime juice. So uh, pretty simple. Gonna try it now. Oh man, I just realized that Emily is not gonna be able to pull from the stash we have. Yeah, she's gonna have to form her own stash out there. Yeah, I actually had to go out and buy all the ingredients for this drink today. Keep the drink simple on Emily's poll. <laughs> <laughs> no more than four ingredients. The drink that almost won the poll had a lot of ingredients. It sounded really good, but it would have it would have been a large shopping trip. So I'm glad I got a simple one. Only three ingredients. How's it taste? It's very good. It's uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of gin, but the the lime 
juice kind of cuts the flavor. So it's a nice, uh, very, very refreshing beverage. So thank you, patrons, for selecting this drink for me. That'll be the last time you get thanked for a drink poll pitch. <laughs> I mean, she'll probably thank him next time because yeah. she does Oh, yeah, because she time. controls everything. Now she controls it. It's from a satellite campus. <laughs> we can't. We, Absolutely no oversight. There's no oversight over there. <laughs> Steve, what are, what are we drinking? We all got tasters. Yeah. So very recently, I had the pleasure of attending PaizoCon in person with uh, Griff, Chris, and our buddy Eric. And when we were there, we met up with a whole bunch of listeners of the show. So huge shout out to everybody that we met. Honestly, um, it would be too long of a list to go name by name, but there were a ton of really awesome folks there. And among those awesome folks were some people that wanted to share some regional brews with us. Our buddy Exiton brought us a whole bunch of different types of ciders. Now, we're only trying one today, but they're all kind of wild. So I'm really excited to see where they go. This one is from a brewery called Cockrell Hard Cider. The uh, specific varietal is Hoppin Cider. And this is made with Yakima Valley hops. It's a handcrafted artisan cider. So a cider with hops in it. Never have had something like this before. Let's give it a try. Yeah. One of those is for Haley Brooks. I was going to ask. Brooks had two of them in front of him. I didn't know if uh, <laughs> he was just. We're just trying to find room. We're just trying to find any room by you. Your drinks are over there on Brooks's table. I was going to say, yeah, I uh, do not have space as I'm controlling the, both the desktop, my own laptop, my iPad, my dice and the stream deck. <laughs> keep keep oh, those wow. elbows in tight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty clean. I like that a lot. This is wild. Wait, so it's a hop cider? Yeah. It's hopped. So uh, they, yeah, I do love hop ciders. Yeah. I do like those a lot. Mm, it so definitely is very good. It definitely gives you that like little bit of reminiscent of like a wheat beer or something. Yeah. But it's crisp like a cider. I I like that it is very, you know, apple-y, fruity, tasty, but not it's like punching me in the mouth. It's not super sugary. This goes down pretty cleanly. And in order to get these home. Because none of us checked a bag. I had to buy another bag and then check up my original <laughs> carry-on. <laughs> but I'm so glad that I did. We have a bunch of other really cool stuff from Exiton and some other folks that we're going to try on air over the next, I don't know, probably like eight weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> Several episodes. Yeah, this is delicious. Thank you so much. Yeah. A real treat. Haley, you got any good sidecars over there? I have my coffee because it's uh, only just past noon. So I have my coffee, and then um, Griffin brought me drinks. It looks like an Astra uh, red cream soda. Yeah. Brooks, any sidecars over there? Mm-hmm. I just have some good old H2O. Oh, some H2O. Yeah. Like Haley said, it, it's a little early. A little early in the day. Steve? Well, I got two beers. All right, so this one is from a brewery called Untitled Art. This is a Florida seltzer, strawberry kiwi. I was drinking these next to the pool yesterday. It was getting Are nice. Are those the ones we got you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, they're very good. Very tasty. And then once I roll through that, I'm going to be on a bang hard tea, superb sweet tea. Superb sweet tea. Oh, my. <laughs> That'll have you feeling full as a tick. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> 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 as for myself i am drinking the the cider out of the chalice because i unlike some other wielders of the chalice i'm going to drink out of this every time mm-hmm. if i thought i didn't have room before for the chalice <laughs> I, do I'll make not room. Yeah. Now. I don't need to run the maps for this shit you guys run it 
No, seriously, <laughs> I'm also running. the assistant GM. Just yes, like, I do run the map. Hey, where am I on the map? Just put me next to Matoon Bay and hit him. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, and I, I also have some sidecars. I have some uh, Astra red cream sodas as well. Whew. So I, I want to do this quick, but now that we're done 200, what do you guys think? Did you have fun? It was very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for you. Yep. It was a lot. It was dope. I enjoyed it. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice little tour de force of some of the highlights of the show and some of the old adversaries that gave us a little trouble, got some fan service in there and Eclipse is uh, no longer insane. So I, I think it, I see this as just a big win. <laughs> I see this as an absolute win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Now, when last we left our heroes, they had, well, they had really gotten their asses beat. Our <laughs> 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 bear got cut in half and with some quick spells from Freya was able to maintain life over unlife uh, you fought off a bunch of vampires from the nobleman's stitch but you you didn't make it further than the than the main four there and with everybody so beaten you decided to go back to the vampire underground to get some rest and hopefully alert at least Louvric Servage of who is perpetrating these murders Matumbe had a dream, kind of the same dream that he's been having. This dream where he walks through the boneyard and up, suspecting to see Phrasma, but it's Urgothoa that's there. But uh, before he makes it all the way up the stairs, uh, Eclipse grabbed his hand, told him he's going the wrong way. And she told him that she's here and where to meet her. And as you all wake up from this rest... You're probably on the couches in uh, Lady Ivanka's uh, living room, I think it was. Yep. Mm -hmm. Despite maybe the crick in your neck from sleeping on a chair, uh, you all feel stronger, like you might be level 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did any of your characters get something cool at level 12? We'll start with Steve. Yeah, so... The next two levels that I put on Quinley's sheet were pretty wild. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, he is still a tri-class level 10. As for Matumbe, really glad we're starting out with me because we can just bang through this quick. At level 10, an Inquisitor, because remember, I'm split. I got 10 and 2 now. Uh, Inquisitor, Investigator. At level 10, uh, Inquisitor has uh, got a pretty big level. All your judgments go up by one, and you don't get much else. So unfortunately, when you replace all of your judgments, level 10 uh, is a very bad level. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get a feat. Yeah, no feat. Um, th it's, there's absolutely nothing to write home about. I get two level four spells, which, okay. That's, that's cool. It. You're not really yeah. the main spell slinger, but. Yeah, so I took a couple spells. The one I took was called Litany of Escape, which just means that I can shout some Phrasmin words as a swift action. If this, and if one of my friends is grappled, they are automatically no longer grappled and teleport mm. ten feet away. Oh, it's the uh, it's the better version of Liberating Command. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty It's pretty slick. Kind of excited about that. And then I saw this on the sheet and was just like, I know I got a greater invisibility. Oh, that's a yeah. nice one. Mm. Yeah. So can't wait to cast that once a day. Hey, once a day is. Better than none today. And that's what they say. That is what they say. Yeah, but that's all I got. <laughs> but. 
Emily, how about Freya? Anything cool? Uh, so it's similar for a cleric at 12th level. There isn't a ton that I get. I mean, my saves are better, which I desperately needed. Um, and I do get additional spell slots. So that's fun. I can prepare some more spells. Um, but other than that, there really isn't much. And since I'm a prepared spellcaster, depending on the day, I'll just prepare different spells. But it does give me some more versatility, which is nice. Sure. Brooks? I got I got a couple of things. Um, one it is... Reattached at the middle. That's one of the things you got. Uh, very, very important. Uh, <laughs> one of the key parts of this level. Is it's a key part of the build. <laughs> Having a bottom half. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get to add anything extra to my bottom half. Uh, I would have liked to have. That's probably level 13. (laughs) We already have the hands detached. What else do you want? But what I do get is demanding challenge. Um, So... Yes, when I do make a challenge and I am threatening the challenge, the AC of the target is uh, two less um, to everyone else. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good challenge. Yep. So hopefully that that should be uh, very beneficial for everyone else. And then maybe Haley won't have to roll 18s on every die with rune to hit. (laughs) She can pepper in some 16s. That'd be nice. Combat feet is the other thing that I that I got. And we're we're certainly at a level now to where a survivability is is pretty key and acting first could mean uh, some important stuff. So I chose improved initiative. There you go. Yeah, and with all that dex, your initiative is probably crazy right now. Yep, yep, yep. It is. I mean, I mean. Oh, and then we have the uh, ability score level um, mm-hmm. level up, and so that that went into dex as well, bringing me to the next level. Mm. So yeah, I'm at a, I'm at a plus nine modifier now. Nice, Haley. How about Rune? Just the most exciting level, <laughs> and I mean that because. I got, I mean, I got skill points, uh, got an ability score bonus. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You got a feat, right? No. Oh, geez, this all sucks around I, the board. I, I can now use stealth to hide, even if there's no cover or concealment. Wow, what a... And I got, yeah, let's break out, break damn. into the stealth rules at level fucking 12. <laughs> and I got <laughs> one level two spell. Oof. All right. Well, I'm... I'm a caster who can change it. Oh every yeah, day. yeah, you're right. <laughs> I forgot you're a prepared caster. Also, you can't even tell us it's less interesting. It's not set in stone. It's just <laughs> another slot. Cool it's slot. Just a slot. Great. Yeah. So, really, just the most exciting level that I could have had. So, <laughs> I really, I looked at my sheet and I was in shock at how little I had to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you wake up. It is likely late evening at this point because you had you had kind of been to the nobleman's stitch around the morning time you probably retreated back at midday and rested because all of the vampires in the vun- underground during the day was the dead of night for them so you rested and you awaken at night and the vampires are up and about in the underground what are you guys doing i think immediately 
if everybody is starting to wake up and Matumbe wakes up coming from this dream, he starts shaking people awake. Uh, uh, everybody, alert. I have had a dream and we must discuss it. I don't think it is any normal dream. I think I was contacted from beyond by an old friend. Like actually a friend or or another like, you know, horrifying image? Hmm. Good question. To some in battle, <laughs> she may be perceived as a threat and a horrifying image. But no, this is our friend Eclipse. I don't think you've had the pleasure of meeting her, Rune. Although the rest of you would remember. Quinley, no, you, you as well. You would not remember. Well, when you were sad, you did say she abandoned you. Is that the one? Yes. Yes. The one that abandoned me in my time of need. Um, but she has returned. She has told me that she is in this very city. And I think we should go find her. Do we not have to deal with the threat of the vampire? Mm, fair point. All right. We can wait on that one then. I just, I don't know the urgency here. No. I, I, I understand your concerns. I do think it's quite urgent, however. She is at a person of interest's residence, one Ardivian. Is she in trouble? That doesn't seem like a good house to be at. I, I didn't get to the impression she was in trouble, but she may have key intelligence or something. I don't know. At the very least, we should see what's going on. Wait, would she fight the vampires with us? I have felled many foes next to Eclipse. I believe she would. She shares the same goals that we do. That certainly uh, adds a tactical advantage? I would also say that we could use the extra numbers because we continue to defeat vampires, <laughs> but they don't actually perish. We're just going to have to fight them again, so this is a situation where we could use all the help we can get. That is true. How are we going to get there? I think we should probably walk. Um, but she did <laughs> she did <laughs> offer directions on how to get to the town home. Hey, uh, directions are usually my thing. I'm pretty uh, sure I could probably figure it out. Well, <laughs> then you and her are not going to like each other because she's offering directions. You want to take lead on the directions. I can't see any situation where you get along. <laughs> But is it not a Divian's house? Yes. Is this, I mean, will there not be inherent danger by just going there? Have we ever lost before in the face of adversary? Uh, he said with the straightest uh, face possible. <laughs> Do you think it was really her? Could it have been a trick? Hmm. Yes, it could have been a trick. However, it's a chance I'm willing to take. We need the help. She is offering her assistance. I think we should go meet her. Could it be a trick? Yes. But it's a trick I'm willing to fall for. <laughs> uh, before we go, should we tell the vampires down here about the other vampire? Yes. So if we perish in this clear trap, they'll know. More so, like, you know, they can get rid of mm -hmm. Cullen. Yep. Who? Oh, <laughs> A little Freudian slip there. Wow. <laughs> so that they can get rid of Turner. I know he's been doing it for eight months, but... He's, it's been so long! We can't, we can't turn the show into Twilight. We just can't. <laughs> we just can't. It's not in the budget. It's we, don't the have, we don't have the, we don't have the legal department. 
Mm. His name's also Ed. I'm just sitting here with the biggest smile on my face. I'm sure Brooks doesn't appreciate the parallel. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sparkle. No, it sparkles with his fashion designs. <laughs> Unless he's wearing sequins. Then he there, does. You <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, so you want to speak to the vampires down here first. Mm-hmm. I imagine you would you would attempt to get an audience with Luvric again. Yeah. And he would um, he would obviously meet with you. Ah uh, yes, how goes the investigation on on the vampire killer? Uh, what have you learned? Beware, there is a wolf in sheep's clothing among you. Go the, on. The insidious tailor, Mr. Turner, is behind the killings. The documents that he had purporting bounties on vampires were forgeries by his own hand. We have confronted him on the matter, but he escaped justice. Yeah, we also found all of the decorative stakes, and uh, he happened to also purchase them, you know, from across the street. Really poor choice on his part. Um, There was not much (laughs) cover-up there. (laughs) It's not an allegory. It was across the street. Hmm. Interesting planning on his part, for sure. He also didn't even try to replace any of the state or any of the furniture legs inside of his shop with new ones to even add, like you, you know, it, it may have been that he was not expecting someone to uh, gather up all the stakes and put these pieces together. Yeah, just seems like maybe not a high intelligence character. <laughs> I think he just underestimated us. That'll be his downfall. You also have the um the stakes yeah. from the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Well, you said you confronted him about this and he was able to escape you. Um, does this mean he has left his uh, establishment? Or uh, I doubt that because we did confront him in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is uh, several hours past nightfall now. Oh, shoot. He does have the under. There was an underground uh, passage that he he retreated to as uh, his store manager was was attacking us. Mm, so he went uh, down underneath his um, his building. Yeah, he. Yeah. Also, notably, he's drugging other vampires. So there might be other ones that you know, There's such as my well, daughter yeah, Kiza. His kid. They are getting. These vampires hooked on the juice that I don't remember what the name do you, of. What do you know of this juice? This is the first time hearing of it. I have extensive notes on the subject. Forgot about the juice. I'll, I'll let you flounder. All right. notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Matumbe talks about how it gives. Ah, uh, yes, blood the blood blue elixir. elixir. <laughs> I think he's trying to get as many free thinking vampires as possible on the elixir. Because it's addictive. Like, super addictive. Okay. We actually went to kind of a drug den of sorts, and they were, like, feral. What do you mean? However, they have to drink it every day, and they gain vigor. The spawn are freed from the creator's control for one hour. It's quite new. You would think you would need many gallons of vampire blood, a lab, and test subjects. But the thing is, they would be loyal to the supplier. 
perhaps the Countess Califazo's lab could do this, but we have no evidence of such. This is the supposition of Archminos, and you would need lots of storage space to accommodate all the blood. So you're saying your uh, part of your evidence is coming from Ramoska Archminos, the likely suspect of these murders? I don't use the word evidence. I would say... Um, Hypothesis has not been proven yet. However, we did find the elixir on uh, said drugged individual, and we actually have a sample we can show him. Okay. Yeah, uh, so we actually only asked him about this after we found it because he's an expert alchemist, just to just for his advice, you know, expert witness versus uh, someone who actually gave us any evidence. Yes, he he's quite the expert in alchemy. Okay, um, so we may have the wrong man imprisoned here, but I do want to be sure before we release him, so uh, we will need to capture um, Mr. Turner, and you believe he is still at his residence? I mean, I would think so. It would make sense. We also, we did kill his uh, manager, assistant manager, manager of the shop. And now we wear her gear. <laughs> frugal thinking of you to grab all of her. You know, we didn't get to grab the, her armor, which uh, was too heavy for any of us, but if any of you guys wanted, I guess that's probably fair game now, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm, you didn't bring the... Are you saying we have to go to the nobleman's stitch, hope that her body is still there, and pick the armor off of it? Yeah, if, if you want it. Yeah, pass. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we offered, you know. I, I myself don't wear heavy armor. I mean, it feels very heavy, so... Okay, so you've you've let Luvrik know about this. Um, he would say, you know, you should should probably go back and capture him. It's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Easier said We're than done. We're gonna get on that. <laughs> yeah, you look a bit stronger than I remember when you came here the first time. You should have no problem. <laughs> Indeed. We'll get on it. We've got an errand to run first. Okay. But it will hopefully be able to uh, allow us to capture him that much easier. So, uh, that is in the benefit of, of the entire society here. Okay, I trust your judgment not to uh, let him escape. So, remember, uh, best capture him so that I can deal with him when you bring him back here. Indeed. Okay, so you guys want to follow the directions Matumbe got in his dream to a Divian's townhouse. Absolutely. So let's head to the map. You guys find yourselves at a townhouse kind of in the more opulent part of the city. The townhouse stretches about 30 feet across its front, and you can see there's like an alleyway to either side. It probably stretches another... 50, 60, 70 feet back. It looks like a pretty sizable building. It looks like it has a second floor. Nice. Uh, If you approach, there is a set of stairs up to a front double door, and the double door is locked. But you can see that there is light coming from inside. This is where she said she would be. Don't know what state she's in. If we should knock or if what's up. Well, so I moved over here to look through the window because I don't want to knock if it's going to be enemies. Mm-hmm. And I uh, see two women sitting at a table. Is one of them a uh, shadowy puppet woman? 
I mean, she's pretty small and kind of far away, so hmm? maybe. Big X? Yeah. What do your vampire eyes see? <laughs> also, there is a, a guy in there. Best let one of us take the lead who already knows uh, said person. Let me pop my head in the window. Is she there willingly? Is she tied up? I'll tell you in a moment. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to look in the window now. Griff, what do I see? Uh, I don't know. What do you see? All right, so I see a token for Eclipse. I see a token that I don't recognize. And then I see a third token that I don't recognize. Uh, you do recognize Turkey. these tokens. So you see Eclipse at the end of the table. Mm-hmm. At the other head of the table, closer to you, you see a woman you remember as uh, one of the crooked kin, uh, Sajira. Oh, wow. And then probably most disturbing to you, you see sitting kind of corner to Eclipse uh, what looks like a fully manifested physical form of the lopper. Oh, you remember what he looks like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, Matumbe and the Whopper actually parted ways on pretty solid terms when he inhabited Matumbe's body. So this is certainly a surprise, but not an immediate red flag. But that this does kind of set him back for a moment. Uh, an old friend is with Eclipse. In fact, two old friends. Uh, Freya, were you around for Sajira? I don't think she was. No, she was only in the schloss. Just me then? All my friends are dead. Um, (laughs) Or gone. No, there's another one sitting in there. You just saw her. (laughs) We're getting there. And the phantasm or wraith, I don't even know, uh, that is inhabiting Eclipse's body is now outside of her body. So we're going to have to deal with that. Do you think it's going to be hostile? There's a non-zero chance, but they seem to be getting along, and I did part ways amicably with the man. All right, I'll keep my bow out. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry, I'll take care of it. If it's a problem, I'm still here. Thank you, Quinley. <laughs> and I guess uh, I'll knock on the window. Not the door? Right, because I want to see them and see what's going on. Are they, like, being oh, like held captive? High? Yeah, like, wave high. Like, hey, are you okay? You, you knock oh. on the window. Uh, you see they were kind of, like, having a conversation at the table. They look up. They see you. Eclipse kind of waves you in. And you, he, those of you by the door hear this, like, heavy creak. Like, a, just, mm-hmm. like, a weight is, like, passing through this building. And the doors in front of you that were locked, you hear them unlock and they open. Oh my god. And you see the grimacing face of a large flesh golem. Yep. Bow raised. That um, that Matumbe and Freya recognize is the Beast of Lepidstat and he kind of, you remember he had trouble like smiling but you think he's kind of smiling when he sees Matumbe and Freya as he kind of throws open both doors you guys made it back it's so good to see you come in uh, and I'm, I'm not sure how uh, Rune Quinley and Air Bear react to this because he is quite literally a Franken- Frankenstein's monster hey hey Matumbe bow up or down 
bow down. This is a this is an old friend. Appearances may deceive you. Larry, it is so good to see you again. And you, Matumbe, I I missed you guys. We we didn't all make it to Leopardstadt, but mm-hmm. but Sejira is here, and we we ran into Eclipse in the city and. Just a a day or so ago, and it was so good to see her, too. And he kind of lumbers back into the room, giving you all room to enter. What fortune, indeed. Oh, this is too happy music. (laughs) What fortune, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) What fortune, indeed. Ho down. Ho down. (laughs) Okay, you all enter the building, and you see the people sat at the table in front of you. Sajira turns, uh, waves as well. Uh, she at least recognizes Matumbe. Matumbe, so good to see you. Um, where is Ikmer? Has he left? I am so glad to see you all again, my old friends. We have been in need of some friendly faces of late. I have actually just seen Ikmer but a few weeks ago. Um, unfortunately... We had priorities that split our focus. I am, of course, leading this strike team in the city of Caliphas to combat the Whispering Way here. Ikma has taken a few other friends down south. In fact, he uh, he journeys with an old friend of yours, uh, Lyra. Oh, Lyra. It's good to hear she's doing well. I don't think they knew Lyra was dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess, like, so Matumbe's kind of in shock, and he walks over to Eclipse and gives her a big old hug. He thought she was gone probably forever. Yeah, Eclipse would accept that hug, uh, but also in that kind of awkward way, Mm -hmm. because you're also massive, and and, um, (laughs) it would be like she's being engulfed. Um, Matumbe, it's it's great to see you, too. I do think you're going to squish me here. Yes, I have picked up a belt of strength. <laughs> I, I didn't mean from that. You just, like, three times my size. Mm, I see. It, it's good to see you again. Uh, so much has happened in Vance. Uh, good to see you in the flesh. He stands up. The chair, like, slides back. And he reaches across the table to shake your hand. It's been a while. I, well, <laughs> I made this one a promise that I would... Make sure, well, that she, her mind was fixed. I don't know if you guys knew it at the moment, but Eclipse kind of went insane there for a minute. Mm. I had to take her away. Or she would have killed all of you. I could have let it happen, but I don't know. I thought we had some going there, Matumbe. I thought we got along pretty well. Yeah, yeah I did look into the dark depths of, uh, of an all-powerful god that did make me go a little crazy there. <laughs> um, yeah, but otherwise I'm doing fine. Great! This gathering of friends is uh, quite a bit suspicious, is it not? What, what are you all doing here? Hi, everybody. This is Airbear. Um, I don't Resident think he's skeptic. met everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, Rune at this point has accepted at least its friends. Um, so she would at least go up to the table. She's not as skeptical as Airbear. Uh, so she'll go up to the table. Uh, my name my name is Rune. I've been trying to help them navigate this city and also 
stop the the people who keep killing vampires. Uh, that's been a pretty bad problem in this area. In fact, we do need to go kill one of the vampires that is killing other vampires. So I'd like to recruit you guys if you are fighting types. I know he said he's the captain and leading this charge and all that stuff, but uh, we do need to go take care of that. Uh, hi, lady. Um, how big is the building? Oh, it's a department store, so pretty big. Will I be able to squeeze in? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stop you right there. It doesn't matter because <laughs> we don't care at all for collateral damage. If we can wreck this man's building and his uh, <laughs> business, that's a bonus. But we do care about the, uh, the, what, uh, captured uh, employees there. Uh, no, we did free them and then killed the ones that, well, mm. yeah, we did kill the ones we couldn't free, but the rest were freed. But so, there may be more. Uh, maybe, but likely it's a lot of drugged up vampires that are drugged not necessarily by choice, so we don't want to kill them, though. Uh, and his daughter is also part of that, so can't yep. kill uh, his daughter. Uh, I think that's all the things we can't kill. So there's a little bit of collateral <laughs> damage for us to worry about. But if we do kill the vampires they'll come back as long as we don't completely disrupt them. So if you accidentally kill one of them, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, so Matube can't use his book for the ones that we don't want to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, Matube, why is your daughter here? I thought, what? Yes, so when I took the cloth upon me of Phrasma... When your daughter died, It yeah. was when my daughter died, yes. It so happened that the uh, Phrasman cleric who uh, was who had come to my village rose as a vampire and brought my daughter with her. My daughter is now a uh, vampire, so uh, it's uh, that's a lot for me to work through, uh, Phrasman. Conflict of interests, but uh, I'm figuring it out. All right. Well, I- I'm glad you you have your daughter. I can't wait for you to meet her. She's a, a beautiful, bright individual. You will get along swimmingly. Well, she's not exactly on our side right now, is she? No, you actually probably won't get along swimmingly at all. Um, but we will get there. Get her to rehab one way or another. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Air, Air Bear, are you going to join us? You still seem a little skeptical. Y- um, yes, there, uh, um, Merely finding my spot at the table here. Are, are you can yes. like? Are you still worried about us being together here? That, I thought you'd be happy to see me. Well, of, of course I am. <laughs> but these these times, uh, I wish that these times that we were meeting it would be uh, happier. But there is time to celebrate, yeah. and there is time for us to. To take action. I, I, I will also add Eclipse. Uh, a lot has happened since we've last seen you. Uh, Air Bear was cut in half about 12 hours ago. He's, he's kind of dealing with that. could say too. that I am piecing it together. <laughs> Haven't you always with, like, the hands? This one was much more um, dramatic. Like your whole... Wait, your whole body? There was yeah. that time, yes. It was not pretty. That's, um... That's gruesome. Are we... Is that who we're facing? The person who cut you in half? I think we took care of that one. 
Maybe it escaped. I can't remember. Yeah, no, that was yeah. one of the minions, actually. Oh, sweet. Yeah, then we killed it. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's weaker than what we're going to face. Sweet. There are the possibilities that this happens again. I will admit. <laughs> I'll be prepared with more healing this time. I am glad to see you back. And we definitely need all the help we can get. Are we able to trust you this time? And she like looks to Vance and to Eclipse. We need to work together here if we're going to make it out alive. I mean, yeah, you can you can trust me. I, like, there hasn't been a problem before. I just, you know, looked into the eyes of a really horrible deity. I fixed her. I took her to see her family. I fulfilled all my obligations. Yeah, my family's all dead. Not all of them. Oh, well, my mom and dad are dead. And something else. To hear that. Also, just trying to work through that. Well, if you need any uh, time to to talk, I know about the feeling. More importantly, I got my body. Yes, I actually had a question about that. Um, (laughs) How did that happen, and why are you still here? Not to say that I'm not happy to see you, but I thought it was uh, once Eclipse gave you a body, you would be on your way. (laughs) Well. The funny thing about that is Eclipse manifested my body. You know, when I fixed her mind, she kind of conjured it into being. So I'm not flesh and bone and beating heart like like you are, but I'm solid. Yeah, he's going to stay with me forever, just like he was going to before. So well, until you die. But sure. Can I crush a knowledge check on that? <laughs> yeah. Understand the what's going on there? There are no attachment issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> religion. None. <laughs> what, what would that be? Religion. Religion. Okay. That is going to be 35. Yeah. He's he's kind of emitting this faint pulsing like blue glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell he is ectoplasm made flesh. So he is what you've probably come to know as a phantom. However, he is—he's uh, more solid than a ghost. He's—he's he's actually given physical form, uh, and you know that that can sometimes happen through people that are especially attuned with spirits. Sure, they can sometimes give flesh to spirits that that kind of occupy their headspace or spirits that that surround them. And you know, in, in your th- in your thinking, Eclipse kind of fits that bill. She's that kind of person. So it makes sense that she might have been able to conjure this body. Even if it's not a flesh and blood body, it still meets the like the requisite. Cool. This is a physical body. Yeah. Can I talk about what happened to Eclipse or do you want that to come out later? No, let's talk about it. Everybody leveled up. Let's talk about your level up. Eclipse also leveled up. Nice. Obviously, I do not continue to have mythic levels. <laughs> Um, shoot. <laughs> no. Darn. Damn, never mind. We don't need her. Yeah. That's what I was here for. You get that axe back, you know. Yeah. And now I am a level 11 occultist and a level 1 spiritualist. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. Uh, except I do have a couple special things, such as my phantom is a higher level than a level 1 would be because... Realistically, Vance still offers been around for a long time. And so it's not just a um, level one. And so thankfully, Griffin worked around that because it would be very useless nice. <laughs> otherwise. So we're playing Vance more as like a 
like if you took the leadership feat and had a cohort, then we are the tradition. I mean, it's still following the spiritualist phantom path, but um, because Haley was open to taking this dip for story reasons, really doesn't help her character at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I allowed the lopper to be uh, much more powerful than like a level one phantom would be. So he, he's going to keep up with her, um, her level, not her spiritualist level. Which is awesome. And so in addition, because you guys haven't seen me since level 10, uh, at a level 11 for occultists, I mean, I know you guys saw me in episode 200, but basically all of my, almost everything that's uh, an occultist, like focus power is like scales by level <laughs> for the most part. So all of those got better and more powerful. And then as a spiritualist, I have uh, my phantom. And so I can, he can either be manifested as ethereal uh, you can share my consciousness, uh, incorporeal or ectoplasmic manifestation. All three of those are options. Uh, I share my spells with him and he's, you know, a full on character. Uh, the problem is that I don't have much money. And so he does not have many things yet, mm. but soon he will have things. What's, um, what's the healing like for him? Is he harmed by positive energy? No, he heals off of positive energy as well it's a weird thing like the um if you if you've looked at any of the un, some of the undead stuff in 2e or like the constructs are weird in that they heal off of positive energy i believe the phantom works the same way yeah he's not really a it's not like an undead yeah he's not treated as like although he is an evil character he wouldn't have to be mm. as a as a phantom for a regular spiritualist which kind of breaks the undead yes so I want to talk a little bit about what the Lopper got, by the way, because it's pretty cool stuff. So he is an anger, emotional focus phantom, uh, which makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, mm -hmm. it, the, in, in addition to the manifestation that he is there and, you know, ectoplasmic and kind of real uh, on top of that and shares my spells and acts kind of like a familiar in that respect. He also has a strength focus. He's got a slam attack. He uh, has magic attacks in addition to that. He has a lot of DR, um, has Aura of Fury, um, which is a like plus two to melee attack, minus two to AC for that Aura. It's got a Ferocious Mine, uh, which is as swift action, you can get an enlage, enrage, enlarge person and a rage effect. And so really just like lots, it's almost like a barbarian-ish type of setup where mm -hmm. it's like got uh, rage and increases to hit and increases to damage. Yeah, the R is cool because I believe it it works kind of like a Scald's inspired song, inspired rage, but it's not rage. Mm. So you you, Correct. you get the like plus two to hit, minus two to AC, but you don't, you can still cast spells and stuff unlike, unlike with rage. And it's cool because a lot of these abilities can be used whether he's in his full like ectoplasmic or incorporeal form which means that uh, I could potentially even keep him as incorporeal if he's like down on hit points and be harder to hit and damage while also still giving out some of these bonuses. So yeah, he's going to be very cool. Um, right now though, AC, bad. The two hit, not mm. great. It's going to be better though. It's like one of you guys with no magic items. Yeah, that's sure. exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, so, you know, saves, not great. Or even armor oh. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No armor, no magic items. Funny thing, uh, 
if I, if he then goes and shares my consciousness, all of the stuff that he was wearing just falls off, and I have to pick that up and oh, re-give no. it to him every time. <laughs> what a pain in the ass! <laughs> right. Oh. I I thought that was a very funny thing. All right, well, I gotta spend oh, ten minutes downing all of this shit again. <laughs> Classic. So yeah, it's very cool. I'm glad to be back. Um, I was allowed to keep the Ring of Psychic Mastery, which was cool. Yes. I wasn't allowed to keep anything else, but I was allowed to keep that, so that's cool. So, one thing that your new companions would tell you is that uh, while they managed to get in here, into this first floor, um, they haven't heard anything in the building, but they haven't gone upstairs. I thought you were about to say we haven't managed to get out. (laughs) Yeah, that's another problem. They haven't managed to get out. This trap has been sprung. This is, it's all over. Game, set, match. If I ask, why here? Could have picked any location in the city. Um, so we were supposed to drop Kendra off here. Uh, and then we found out that he is an evil person. So I wanted to check in and make sure she's, you know, alive. If you found anything on this floor, any intel? Uh, have seen Kendra? I assume not. Your not yet. Heard anything from the other floors? No. Okay. So, uh, do we want to just run through this before we go kill, you know, vampires that can cut us in half, I guess? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's trash this place when we're done, too. Yeah, I'm going to take an upper decker here. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. That is very classy of you. <laughs> All right. So I move you guys to the upstairs now. Oh, man, I've got three ones and three ones to worry about. Am I not supposed to be able to move the map around? You can move the map. Right-click and drag. Right-click. You're in what looks like a, a bit of a foyer up here. There's like a big fluffy armchair and a couple stacks of books. You see there's a door to the south and a door to the east. I'd like to be constantly scanning for magic because I do want to take any magical items that I can find from him. Uh, you can definitely detect magic, especially beyond the southern door. You don't really detect magic in this room. Uh, you detect traces of it on the books. If you were to kind of like dig through them, they contain like scroll components and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Any interesting tomes or any of that kind of stuff? Uh, in this foyer, no. Gotcha. Well, I guess uh, no time like the present. There's some magic over here. I uh, would not mind uh, taking all of his magic items and running. Should we maybe yes. do a quick check first to make sure it's not trapped? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's never been check. my Matumbe. strong suit. Step aside. Matumbe is the only one that could see this. Trap anywhere. finding. All right. 43 and then traps is 44. 43 or 44 uh, will get you that this is, the door is locked. It's an arcane lock. Um, it doesn't appear to be trapped. An arcane lock. Is that um, disabled deviceable? Or? Yeah, it still is disabled deviceable if you okay. have trap finding. Which I sure do. Freya gives you a touch of good, giving you a plus six now that we're level 12. Wow. That's well, nice. thank you. Thank you, my friend. All right. Here we go. 37. Should I inspo that? Uh, probably not. 37 is pretty good. Okay. The 37 
you manage to open the lock and the door and you see there is kind of this glow emanating from the fireplace it's like this magical flame that um you know obviously you see that the kind of dust around this upper floor no one's been here in a while but this fire continues you see a large like double bed uh writing desk several bookshelves that kind of thing this looks like it might have been a divian's bedroom can i spellcraft because the spellcraft person's back like the the fire um yeah you said it's magic yeah you you can it it looks like it looks like yeah it's it's got a permanency effect on it it's like produce flame with a permanency effect something to that okay then i won't worry about it we definitely perceive and detect magic and all that in the rest of the room if there's anything else there but there is certainly something telling here about how dusty this apartment is he has not been here in a very long time and presumably Kendra as well. I would allow a survival check. I will attempt to aid. Ray also aids. I do. Who are we aiding? Are you aiding Rune or Matumbe? Matumbe. Because he's rolled it. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 37. 37. Rune. Oh, I mean, I can roll. Yeah. I guess I could just aid. I have a pretty high bonus, but I will. Yeah, if your bonus is high, you can roll by yourself too, like, if you think you can break that. Uh, no, I was just gonna aid, because okay. you guys all aided anyways, which I auto-aid, because I have a plus 20-something. With a 39, you think uh, the level of dust up here, uh, the lack of, like, tracks, uh, the stillness, it probably means that you're looking at, like, a week and a half, two weeks. It's not like, it's not like this place has been abandoned-abandoned, but... That's about how long you think it's been since somebody's, like, walked through this door. Bedroom's pretty dusty. Dude's in a little bit of a dry spell. <laughs> Roll me a lore pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Profession pleasure. <laughs> oh, God. When you detect magic in here, mm-hmm. a lot of this room is magical. From the fireplace to... Uh, the doorway to the bookshelf to even the writing and stuff on the desk that looks like it's been left here. Uh, like what on the desk? Specifically, there is kind of this this scroll that is rolled up that is emanating magic. Do scrolls do scrolls normally emanate magic? Yes. Okay. Cool. Then I will open that up and and look at the scroll. So Eclipse moves up to the desk opens, unfurls the scroll, and it appears to be a blank scroll until you open it. And when you open it, in blood, you see the page start to fill. You see a name across the top. Tarbafon. Oh. And then a line descends below him, splits, and moves down and splits. A lineage, a family tree names blossom and bloom in blood. And you follow this list down to the bottom. And what appears is just kind of bleeding into existence the name Petros Loramore. And then what? a line. No. What? 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 Whoa. 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 And then kids? Blossoming from. Loramore was one of his kids? Blossoming from beneath Kendra Loramore. Oh, no. Oh, my God. We gave wow. her to the. We gave her to the. 
god, guy, guy. Everybody make me a will save. Oh my god. Oh boy. I, I thought I learned my lessons about touching things. That's why I asked if scrolls are normally magical. And I'm just gonna fuck it up again. Oh, fuck. Who hung up with the whispering tyrant? He was a living dude born. once. He was a living dude for a while. I mean, Nana Opal would have. Oh, I didn't need to hear that. Nana Opal loved him. <laughs> no, notably, it's a very long, like, it's a very long lineage. It looks like it was, like, meticulously mm. mapped out. You can see where, like, instead of blood, like, when when these, like, lines are snuffed out, they kind of, like, look like a burn mark on the family tree. Uh, Matumbe got a 29. Quinley got a 22. Okay. Freya got a 26 or a 28 if that is a spell or spell-like ability. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I rolled a five on the die. I'm, I'm just not even going to guess if I pass or not because I'm pretty sure I know the answer. I'm just trying to decide whether or not I want to use resolve. Uh, let's go with no for now. So Eclipse got a 27. Uh, the Lopper got a natural one. And Rune got 14. Okay. Freya meets Beats. <gasps> which means Matumbe hit it as well. Everybody else, you feel yourselves just like jerk around towards the fireplace, and then you're just held in place as if a uh, mass hold person. You've actually, like, a lot of you have felt this recently because of the Nabasus, but it's weird because it, like, forces you to look a direction, and you see this ethereal image of... A Divian appear in front of the fire. Well, 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 you've made it this far. Well done. Although you're a bit too late. It's unfortunate, your dear Kendra, that you left her in my care. Oh, but she's one of the last pieces I needed. You see a direct line to Tarbafan. That's something quite valuable. We did this. Good luck catching me, if you ever can. You've been a tenacious group so far, but it feels like I've always been a couple steps ahead of you. I don't give up, though. I'd love to kill you at the end. And he kind of fades. So, Matumi, I think we really messed up here. Because, you know. Mm, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> seems like most decisions we've made have been the wrong ones. Those of you that were held <laughs> after like a minute feel you're able to control yourselves again. But it's still like terrifying the power he has to to do that at this kind of a distance. Yeah, big concern, big concern. In fact, you're really not sure. I mean, was it a contingency spell? What was on that scroll? You're not you're not sure how he could kind of it almost feels like for especially for the casters like like Freya uh, and Eclipse, like it, it almost feels like because you, you can cast arcane spells as well, it almost feels like he's like bypassing the laws of magic here. To do this. Oh boy. I don't like that. And if he would do that just to taunt you, what else would he do? Right? So I do what I don't want to look at the books now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you look at the books, you see one black skin bound book that, um, that kind of draws your eye. When you open it, it looks like an even more ancient version of the Book of Abstruse Geometries. And you see specifically four pages torn out, but part of the pages remain, and they are in the section that 
the, the section of summoning rituals, specifically for dimensional shamblers. That's also bad. Yeah, we, we've seen some dimensional shamblers. Cost us about mm-hmm. 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> These have been used for sure. Yeah. What does... How do these pieces come together then? The blood lineage to Kendra or to Tabafan? Uh, so we've seen blood's pretty powerful, right? I mean, literally, that's what's causing like a ton of problems with the vampires. So I would assume for some magical purposes. For some reason, maybe that the uh, like th- maybe to resummon him. You remember in your conversation with. Ramoska Arkminos, mm. how his theory was that the Carrion Crown was being developed for the Prince of Ustalov. Thought that might be the bloodline. Oh, but the the carry the Carrion Crown is being developed for Kendra, like for her. That is not what I had envisioned. Okay. And Zenzi, like the whatever blood drugs. I think those it, might be separate. I don't. I. Did we have a connection between them? I don't, I don't think specifically. Okay. No, the the connection was that Ramoska had worked on both, right? Yeah. Mm. So he he was a little pissy that the Whispering Way never paid him, uh huh, because he was researching the Carrying Crown elixir for them, and then he was also upset because he was working on like the elixir of life for Countess Calafazo, and she fired him, yeah, before he could make any progress. But there definitely is an, an interesting development that just happened here. We know, like, the Whispering Way wants to bring Tarbafon back. Unquestionable. But it seems like all of their focus right now is to turn... And if I'm misinterpreting this, somebody please correct me. Is to turn Kendra into a lich. How do those two things connect? That's, like, the disconnect that I have right now. I think both are very cool, but I'm trying to see yeah. how those things will, like, make sense together. Yeah, right now you're not sure. Yeah. We do know, though, that the, the last component or the final component for the Carrying Crown was the Book of the Raven, and they don't have that. Yeah, but you remember that Ramoska had said that's one mm-hmm. of many mm-hmm. components that could be mm-hmm. used. So while the components for this are exceedingly rare, it's not out of the question that they went after something else once you guys kind of fucked that piece up. Yeah. Wahoo! Is there anything else in this room that jumps out to us with perception checks, detect magic, detect evil, all of the standard taking a look around. And detect psychic significance, because apparently that's a thing I also have Yeah, let that shit ride. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As you look through this room, not really. It looks like the things he left here, he meant for you to find. Mm. He did a very good job otherwise of cleaning up. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, looks like there's... Be like a closet door or something in here. Yeah, there is a door uh, to the east that's also locked. It, it also has an arcane lock. You can just tell that Matumbe. Um, but you could you could roll a disabled device on it. All right, here we go. Ooh, not my best work. Twenty-seven. Uh, Twenty-seven doesn't get it, unfortunately. Does anything bad happen? Nothing bad happens. Here we go again. I I, I got this man. Yeah, v- very very very. Okay, <laughs> sure. You, you see it opens up into a balcony. It uh, looks like a nice balcony. Oh, wait, that, that's 27 townhouse. was actually mid-30s. I was on the Quinley sheet. He's got okay. the stable device, too. It's pretty good. Well, yeah, he's a rogue. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's also it. got trap fighting. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you see a balcony. There's nothing really of import here, except mm-hmm. that you can see the, the the flowers and the flower beds are somehow magically preserved. Mm. Uh, as if through, if, if you were to spellcraft that, as if through some kind of uh, gentle repose or some similar effect. Cool. You, there is another door in the foyer that goes to the east. Uh, this one is locked, but Matumbe, you don't really, your, your static perception is so good to see that this doesn't even have an arcane lock on it. Okay. So with a little uh, more disabled device. Yeah, with a little finagling, you'll probably open it easy. Okay. Do you want me to roll on this or? Give me a roll. Okay, okay. Just making sure. There's going to be a drinking game later (laughs) and you're going to drink for every roll. It's true. 35. Sure, that that definitely does it. Uh, Door opens. You see there is another kind of magically animated fire. A smaller bed here and a desk and it has a journal on it. Let's check it out. Yeah, nothing went wrong last time, so why not? <laughs> you open the journal, and you realize that this is Kendra's journal. Oh. Uh, and as you read through it, it kind of recounts her time between when you last saw her and, and when she and Adivian went to Caliphas. You can see her suspicion towards him starts to grow as she recognizes these like erratic behaviors that he has and this strange way he treats her and you can see like a growing concern before it cuts off but clips when you grab the journal you see yourself sitting at the desk here scribbling and then the door slams open the silhouette of a divian backlit by the hall and he kind of rushes in and grabs your wrist and then your world just kind of and you see yourself looking out now on a dead world a dead landscape atop this huge gothic tower looking over this dead town and you hear it and this is a sound eclipse has heard she heard it in the visions from desna just this like of huge wings and then it goes black yeah so uh, I don't think Kendra's in a good spot at all hmm. I know that was maybe obvious but uh, it's just death um, death and, and nothingness uh, I think we I mean if, if we gotta we gotta get out of this town as soon as possible and start uh, working our way towards the next clue but I don't really know where to go what did you see? A entirely barren landscape, just surrounded by death everywhere, and then beating things. This is bad tidings. I, I hope Kendra still lives after all this time. Hopefully, they haven't completed the ritual quite yet. Before we go find Kendra, I think we're going to have to solve our problems here. This can be our next step, and maybe we'll find some more information where to find her. I agree. Let me go drop this deuce in the tank of the toilet downstairs and we can get out of here. He cool guy slides off. I know he sounds really kind of horrible, but uh, we're actually trying to avenge his mom's killer. Really tragic backstory. (laughs) Ultimately. (laughs) (laughs) Beneath that bad boy facade is an actually good NPC. I haven't seen a single bathroom, by the way, so I don't know what he's going to do that. 
Well, if he can't find one, he's coming right back up here. Listen, if you're not a wizard, <laughs> if you're a wizard and you're not teleporting your shit out, like somewhere else, like why would a wizard need a bathroom? That's a good point. I guess he'll just stink up the place. He'll drop it in the magic fire. Oh God! Oh my Burn God! It. I mean, but Bur- burning reflex save not to get your uh, your cheeks singed. But like, as a wizard, you still have to go somewhere. Like, just in the middle of your floor. Yeah, why not? All right. There's a, there's a pretty horrific detail that J.K. Rowling added to the Harry Potter universe. Exactly. That was, yeah. Before plumbing, wizards would just shit in the middle of the floor in Hogwarts and teleport the poop away. <laughs> and that's somehow no. actually canon. Oh, yeah. oh, wow, that world's really devolved. <laughs> yeah, it sure has. By the way, new Fantastic Beast movie. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> oh, boy. So what's the plan then? I guess we gotta go to the Nobleman's Stitch. Yeah. Okay. So you leave your companions in tow. Uh, you, you leave at Divian's townhouse with this new knowledge that Kendra is in danger. And you see on, on the sky, even in the dark, you can make out this black cloud above. And you can all kind of smell it on the air. Fire. Something's burning. Something's... Oh, no. It's Quinley's turd. <laughs> it's Quinley's turd in the air. <laughs> Something faintly smoky, smoky, faintly shitty. Uh. Rune, you're great at directions. The fire's right on you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You'll have to walk a block. No, you, um, you recognize the direction of the smoke. Yeah. It's... Coming from the area the nobleman's stitch is located. All right, so I think either that furniture shop full of wood that's mm-hmm. flammable uh, is burning down, or they're trying to cover the tracks, and the nobleman's stitch is also burning down. Somebody save wood guy. Uh, no, this was not wood guy. This was you know the massive warehouse. We must make haste. Yeah, I, I hope your daughter is not still there. Me too. All right, let's go. So you race across town, and you see. The nobleman's stitch ablaze, and the roof has already collapsed. As you watch it, the floor kind of, the the structure starts to give way, and eventually, like there are there are people from the Califas Fire Department, like trying to put it out, frantically trying to put it. You know what I mean? Like you guys yeah. maybe help out with like a create water or even higher level spells. But it's a huge building, as as you recognized, and it was already burning for a decent amount of time before you got there. And so it eventually collapses. And I need you to finish your drinks, because we'll see you next uh, week. Oh my gosh! I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.